This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Save the Pooch on Pet Life Radio. I am your host, Beverly Isla. Thank you for tuning in today as we have two wonderful guests, Quill, Karen, and Paula Stacy, that will talk to us about rescue dogs turned into therapy dogs. And I think it's great to be able to talk about two issues in one topic because both are incredible causes worth bringing awareness to. On one hand is the issue of dogs needing homes, the other how dogs can help facilitate our well-being. So today's show will feature a nonprofit organization called Vancouver Eco Village and their therapy dog program. When we get back from these messages, Quill and Paula, who do wonderful work at the organization as well as having rescue dogs of their own, will join us. You know that feeling when you go to clean the litter box and it's a complete disaster? Yeah, we've got you covered. Introducing World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the advanced litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. Zero Mess combines the concentrated power of corn with superabsorbent plant fibers. Translation, scoop once and you're done. Find it at a pet store near you and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Save a Pooch. We are talking with Paula and Quill from Vancouver Eco Village. Thank you for being on the call with me today, ladies. Thank you. Thank you very much. Very pleased to be here. Likewise. So maybe you both can tell us about the organization's mission with their therapy dog program. I I understand you guys are both from, I guess, different, I don't know, sectors of the organization, I guess. Yeah, I can. uh, This is Quill and I can tell you a little bit. So our main goal is to enhance the quality of life of people who are in need, whether they're sick or unhappy or lonely or homeless or isolated. Vancouver, where we live, is breathtakingly beautiful, but it's known as one of the loneliest and unhappiest cities in the world, unfortunately. Vancouver? Um, Vancouver, yes. It's, no uh, way. It's okay. Young life. You look in the newspapers, for example, you'll find tons of articles on how lonely and horribly lonely and desperate Vancouver is. Huh. <laughs> you wouldn't think so because it's no. such a metropolis and it's so, you know, everybody flocks here. But um, oh, okay. especially because it's a very transient place, people have very little opportunity to get to know each other and people are in and out kind of, right? right so anyway, right. our therapy dog program revolves around this problem of how to increase the amount of happiness that people feel. Right. Um, okay. So in general, though, there has been a surge in animal-assisted activities. This is part of, um, it's called AAA. It's uh, either it's animal-assisted therapy or animal-assisted activities. Oh, yes, yes. I've heard of them, about them, yeah. Where therapy dogs are concerned, right? In the past decades, these activities have increased with programs that have moved beyond the traditional model of one volunteer handler and canine working with a health-impaired client in a static setting. For example, there have been 
925 on-campus canine therapy programs across North America. The field of canine therapy is now expanding into including therapeutic um, canines into a variety of settings. For example, we now routinely see therapy dogs working in elementary schools to assist reluctant readers or courtrooms to support victims of violence giving testimony or in airports to reduce traveler stress. You may see a lot of articles on that across uh, Canada and U.S. Or in funeral homes to comfort mourners. Yes. And, yeah. on college, and especially on college campuses is where we hear about them the most to support, and they support student mental health and well-being. Now, Paula might want to talk about, we often get the question, what's the difference between a therapy dog and a service dog? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and what is an emotional support dog? So these, these are three different categories. And Paula might want to explain about that a little more. Therapy dogs, well, they help people in so many ways. So therapy dogs are basically to, you know, to help reduce stress and anxiety, improve moods, you know, help lower blood pressure, and even decrease the perception of pain. And oh. um, they can calm, you know, autistic children and increase social interactions. Yes. So there's a lot that therapy dogs can do. They, you know, provide love, comfort, and care to people who need it, right? Right. She's currently visiting a girl with cancer, and it really helps calm her, and it just it really helps her well-being. And service dogs, they're different because, you know, they're basically helping people who have disabilities such as, like, visual and hearing impairment. Disabilities or mental illnesses or right. uh, they might have, like, traumatic stress disorder or they could have seizures or diabetes, and, and service dogs will help assist people like that. And, gotcha. Yeah, and, uh, like, trained PTSD dogs are able to provide, like, an added sense of protection and identify, like, an anxiety symptoms. For example, mm-hmm. they will make a person focus on them in large crowds or awaken someone having nightmares, right? And uh, Wow, so I can dogs. imagine, like, the service dogs would have... I guess, more training with therapy dogs? Because I'm yeah. kind of getting that therapy dogs are more like the companion. And correct me if I'm yeah. wrong. <laughs> no, um, therapy, you don't really need to have training per se to be a therapy dog, whereas service dogs go through, you know, like hundreds of hours of training. Yeah. For, because yeah. they do like really specific things like leading, guiding the blind or something, right? Right, exactly. Um, Although it like took me 18 you know, months to train Lucy. Oh, okay. Therapy yeah. dog. Yeah, oh, we'll definitely um, touch on that. Yeah, I just want to uh, let you know that it's uh, significantly different because a person cannot live without their service dog or, you know, it pro- yeah. provides a, a life-saving task, whereas therapy yeah. dogs are just to provide, like, comfort and companionship. So that's kind of different, right? Okay, and in your organization, you guys have a therapy dog program. Yeah. So on average, how many rescue dogs do you guys have and how many, like, qualify for this program? At least half for dogs are rescues, and training a rescue dog to become a well-behaved dog doesn't automatically make it right. able to be a therapy dog, because not all dogs want to have sustained interactions with people. That's in true after cases, their history. Yeah. In a certain sense, therapy dogs are born and not made. <laughs> the one thing that is essential for a therapy dog is that it must love petting from strangers and not just tolerate it. Like So, yeah, it's really important for therapy dogs to love people. So, you know, if... Um, Dogs will fail if they if they don't like people if they back off you know when people come by or want to pet them and that right so I guess right, it depends yeah. on the dog and uh, and where do you guys get your uh, like rescue dogs is it usually from owners directly or do you guys work with a, a shelter 
Uh, no. Um, uh, so owners bring in their dogs for assessments, and so some of these are rescues and some of these are not. We get about, in the end, we end up getting about 50% are, are rescues. Oh, okay. I understand. So they've already been adopted. Yes, correct. Yeah. And then they, the owners they become, are, oh, okay. They're yeah. adopted, they're trained, and then they um, come into their program if they yeah. are suitable. You know, because you'd be surprised, but so many um, dogs fail our uh, assessments, even if they have been fully trained and they have lots of certificates of uh, training and stuff, um, they still fail the therapy dog assessment. Because, like, the main thing is that it's very unusual that a dog will stay still or would like to stay with a perfect stranger for half an hour or one hour and be petted, mm -hmm. you know, this right. is an unusual situation for a dog. They might like to just say hello to somebody, but then they move on to the next thing. They want to go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and say hello to another dog or, or whatever they want, you know, something yes. different. But they won't just like sit down or lie down and want to be petted for a long time. So this is a very unusual situation that we're asking a dog to do. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. And I'm just curious to know, like, between the half that are not rescues and the half that are, do you find the rescues are more apt to do something or more or less to do something? Or is it all pretty much the same across the board? Well, the thing is that once a dog, whether it's a rescue dog or any other dog, once it has the proper training and handling, dogs can change really dramatically. And, uh, for example, my dog Vida is a French bull. And uh, she's a prime example of this because she had very severe behavioral problems when she first came, and she was very reactive to both people and other animals. Uh -huh. But um, after about six months to a year of you know proper training and handling, she changed dramatically. So she went from black to white during that time. <laughs> so um, amazing. Yeah, yeah. It all depends on how they're trained and handled, and you know exposed also to other dogs and other people and how they're taught things, just like kids, I guess, you know? Oh, I understand. So <laughs> actually, that brings me to the next point then. What would you ladies say to a perception that rescue dogs have too many issues to become a therapy dog? It's a perception. I'm not saying I believe in that, but... <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I was just saying, that if the rescue dog has had correct exposure to other people and to other dogs and, you know, they've been taught carefully and they've been properly handled and trained, they can get over a lot of their issues. And it's definitely possible for them to become a therapy dog as long as they have the primary instinct of absolutely loving people and, and wanting mm. to be with them all the time. That, like, that's what we're always looking for. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Lucy is a good example of that. When I got her, that's all she wanted was to be loved and to be with me. And, and uh, you know, she was basically left alone for the first six months of her life. And she just barred up in a room and left there. And that's where she ate and, and peed. She had no teddy bear or nothing. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, wow. and I found out about her and uh, got her from a foster home. And it was just like, you know, this guy goes into a pet store. Oh, cute dog. I'll get it for my kids. And, you know, he uh, kids yeah. months, right? And didn't realize how much work a puppy is, right? So Lucy was just getting on his nerves, and he didn't know what to do. And he's like, get this. I don't want this dog. Jeez. Well, so, they say, uh, you know what they say about January? That's the month where a lot of dogs get returned or surrendered yeah. after the, uh, the holidays. That's, yeah. that's horrible. You know, but. having a dog is a big responsibility, right? It's, and it's horrible to see all these dogs that, uh, you know, they're cute for, on Christmas Day and a few days later. And it's like, you know, yeah. oh, God, it just crapped on my floor, and I don't want this dog anymore. And, you know, people haven't got the patience to train it, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when I got Lucy, I never 
she's the youngest dog I ever had because my last dog was almost four when I got her. So that's when I started training. It's like I want to make sure she's trained properly. And, you know, six months old and still not knowing how to use the bathroom is like she should have known by then. Right. uh, You know, she's just stuck in a room, you know. Yeah. Now she's a very happy dog. She's such yeah. a Oh, that's dog. good. Good, good. We're actually going to get to both your stories. We're just going to have a quick break, and we'll continue with our topic of rescue dogs turned into therapy dogs. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of Lico Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved Lico Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com Welcome back to Save a Pooch. We are talking with Paula and Quail from Vancouver Eco Village. So let's start with Paula. So I've read your story online. So I'm okay, um, yeah. just wondering if you'd be willing to share with us. Sure. I was diagnosed with MS and... I really didn't know what to be doing with myself because, you know, I had lost, you know, was taken off work and I couldn't do my job anymore. So, mm. you know, I wanted to find a way that I could give back to the community. And I met Lucy and adopted her. And I started training Lucy and, and we did really good in our courses together. And people were saying, you know, oh, my God, she makes such a good therapy dog. You know, why don't you take the training further? And I thought, yeah, I think I should. So we did our first three courses, our beginners and uh, intermediate and advanced. And after that, I couldn't go any further, so I had to find a way to make her a therapy dog. And that's when I got a hold of Vancouver Eco Village, and they um, led me in the right direction and told me what I had to do. So we um, did some more training, and she her CGN test, uh, she needed that before she became a therapy dog, and that's a canine good neighbor test. And finally, she did the therapy dog exams, and then she became a fully certified therapy dog. So now we uh, volunteer to bring comfort infection to people in the community. We also visit terminally ill uh, cancer patients at their homes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's go, nice. You know, we, yeah, and we go to schools and uh, where we help students students at exam times. And I've been told that our sessions can help lower blood pressure and cholesterol, plus relieve stress and anxiety. I'm not sure if that's what actually happens. Okay. But Lucy and I sure enjoy our visits. <laughs> <laughs> So having rescued, trained, and lived with Lucy has had an enormous impact on my life. Like, the truth is, I believe Lucy rescued me. She gets me out walking every day. Like, the doctor told me 10 years ago I was going to be in a wheelchair in five years. But because of my dogs, I really believe that they've kept me motivated, kept me going, got me out walking every day, right? I'm not in a wheelchair yet. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Yeah, and I, you know, give my dogs a lot of credit for that. And, you know, training Lucy gave us something new to focus on each week, and, uh, Lucy's also my best friend who makes me laugh every day, and I wake up looking forward to our next adventure every day. Uh, so it's, it's great, and um, I can give it back to the community, and it's all volunteer work. I do kind of miss the money I used to make. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, so it's, that's it's hard. Like It's been hard financially and emotionally not having my career anymore, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, this helps fill the gap. 
That's amazing. Well, yeah, tell Lucy, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it was like someone told me, like, Lucy came at a time when I wasn't expecting it. And it's like someone had sent, like, an angel had sent her to me. And, uh, yeah, it's been really good. I believe that. Three in March. Yeah. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Paula. That's awesome that you get to see both sides of it. Now, Quill, you also have a story to tell, which I don't know. So please feel free to share. Okay, sure. So about three years ago, I rescued Vita. This is a French bulldog, a French-English bulldog mix, because her owner was too sick to take care of her. I found her on the 20th floor of an apartment building. She was in a metal pen with some kibble. She had no choice but to eliminate in the same pen, and she really hated that. <laughs> she hadn't like been outside or seen anyone for weeks. So when she first came to me, into our new home, she was very afraid. She was terrified of being taken outside. She was terrified of other animals. She growled and barked at everybody and all other animals to stay away and chased any that got too close. She stopped eating and she lost lots and lots of weight. But I was very patient with her and I fed her by hand and, you know, tried to build a strong relationship with her. I cooked all her meals at home. And, for example, I gave her everything that I could find in the supermarket. For example, beef and lamb and pork and roast chicken, whatever. So anyway, Lucky soon, girl. <laughs> lucky girl. <laughs> she soon gained back the weight and also stopped being so afraid of everything. She stopped growling at other dogs and even ignored squirrels. So, mm-hmm. you know, we were doing really well. Then after that, I took her for dog training every week where she met other dogs. And soon she became one of the dogs in the hood kind of thing. Um, (laughs) And she she learned uh, brand new words for her, like, you know, sit down, come, heel, turn, even high five. Over the next six months or so, she learned to do all of those things plus a few tricks. Then she discovered she loved to play soccer, and now she even throws balls back at the patients. When patients throw balls at her, she throws, oh. throws them right back at them. <laughs> so they have a lot of fun with that. But you she know, understands two languages too, right? Like, you <laughs> yeah. trained her in Spanish and English? No, in Italian and English. Too. Oh, oh my yeah. God. But I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, Vita gave me a lot of love and comfort, and I really wanted to share it with other people. So then I took her specifically for therapy dog training. And uh, six months later, Vita was certified as a therapy dog. And uh, now she works. And then she started working in hospitals, nursing homes, and schools. And she helped people with things like Down syndrome, autism, Mm -hmm. PTSD, OCD. Right now, we work to help students at schools and universities through doing very large-scale therapy dog events. Right, okay. Um, and one of the things that Vita does on the side is now she helps to rehabilitate new rescue dogs Whoa. that we re- get through the organization, <laughs> and she helps to give them a second chance at life and finding love and a new home. Wow, there's so many <laughs> options out there. I didn't realize. That's good to yeah. know. <laughs> so that's kind of our little story. <laughs> And how long have um, the therapy program been around? Uh, therapy dog program has been around for about five years. Five years. Okay. And you guys are expanding? Yes, constantly. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Great work, yeah, guys. Expanding, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Paula and Quill, for talking to me and our show producer, Mark Winter, for making this show possible. You can check out Vancouver Eco Village at www dot van ecovillage.com that's correct right <laughs> yes correct yes. <laughs> okay and then you can click on the menu pets and you can find it all about their program there 
If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for our show, please email me at beverly at petliferadio.com. So until next time, spread animal compassion. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.